Remember Harry Potter, remember Hogwarts, remember all those houses into which we all are sorted. Harry and Draco, Hermione and Ron, Dumbledore and Snape, Hagrid and McGonagall, we're gonna remember. Hey there, and welcome to Remember Harry Potter, a literary podcast covering all aspects of the Harry Potter series. On Remember Harry Potter, we talk about all things openly, especially the relationships and everything that goes along with them. We also understand that there are conversations that will come up that we might not be able to do justice. We want to include as much diversity as we can. So if you'd like to share your perspective with our audience, please message us. Oh, and fair warning, we We are are not spoiler free. Hi, everyone. Hi, everybody. (laughs) This is Marin. This is Emily. And this is Remember Remember Harry Potter. Potter. And... I'm very excited to let you all know that this week we are continuing with our Armando Dippet chapter, uh, not chapter, but episode, because we didn't know, but we found out that there is a lot to know about this former headmaster of Hogwarts. Very interesting, very funny things to know about him. And I was like, I simply can't leave the rest of this stuff out because there's so much more. <laughs> we are not even halfway through this article, you guys. So we're going to pick just right back up on his physical description. Uh, Professor Dippet has pale skin, brown eyes, and in his youth, a thick brown beard. But in his elderly years, he came... <laughs> He became frail and feeble looking. He was balding and had only a few wisps of white hair left. Well, yes, I would think that after 350 <laughs> years, you would lose some hair. Just almost all of I it. I don't like it. Personality and traits. Um, as made evident by his portrait in the headmaster's office, he was apparently a very proud man who, for the most part, held himself with dignity and solemnity at all, but the most trying of times, in which case he would, over time look very feeble and tired after having to cope with such troubles at his age. (laughs) Such troubles. Same, honestly. (laughs) Very loyal to Hogwarts, Professor Dippet gave a certain impression of holding the school in higher regard than he did even his staff. (gasps) He's a greater good type of guy. Mm. How come these guys keep getting put in the headmaster position? As he was very distrusting of others, and Professor Albus Dumbledore, his head of transfiguration during the later parts of Professor Dippet's tenure, noted that he was one of the few people that Professor Dippet confided in. Oh, my God. Of course. Of course. Of course. We have a greater good guy. He's super old. He's in a position of power, and he chooses the worst teacher to confide in. He was also a man of tradition, having trained his portrait (laughs) to scold anyone who showed lack of respect or loyalty to the school, which was shown when it reprimanded the portrait Phineas Nigelis's 
for attempting to defy a request from Professor Dumbledore, expressing that they were honor bound to give advice to the current headmaster or headmistress, regardless of their personal feelings. Uh, all of this just is like so opposite of how I feel inside, you know, mm-hmm. uh, showing that the living Professor Dippet had taught his portrait to share his unyielding desire to serve the school with professional integrity. During his time as headmaster, Professor Dippet was apparently a disciplinarian. Ew. Thought I liked this guy. <laughs> and so worse. it turns. <laughs> Perhaps somewhat harshly old-fashioned. Well, yes, mm. he was over 200 years old when he was headmaster. Okay. Um <laughs> Perhaps somewhat harshly old-fashioned in his methods, the school was marked by an acceptance of severe punishment under his leadership as he allowed the caretaker of the day, Mr. Apollyon Pringle, to continue the traditionally accepted use of corporal punishment on students for misbehavior or rule-breaking. However, he was not feared by his students, but was seen as revered and very capable in his own right, and ultimately a man dedicated to the protection and preservation of the school and all its inhabitants who also did not take the safety of students lightly, and his success as head of the school is shown by his depiction on a famous Witches and Wizards card solely in homage to him and faithful service to the school as headmaster. So I think this is like a generational thing. So he was headmaster uh, between like the t- 1925 and like 1970-ish, which, yeah, like in that time, an old white man being like a strict disciplinarian and being like, we are going to abide by these rules no matter what because that's what you do would have probably been a comfort to people who were, had like gone through a war and stuff like that and who needed some old white man to tell them what to do. But us now, we're like, eh, we're done with that. That has not served us well. That is not helpful. Yeah. And But it's interesting, though, is like he, so he was a strict disciplinarian and he let that, that guy do like those corporal punishment things. And then, boom, switched to Dumbledore, who's like, la-di-da do whatever you want bring dragon eggs into the school and oh by the way our new guy is not allowed to string kids up by their thumbnails anymore uh so I bet everybody was like wow Dumbledore's the best thing that ever happened to the school because all of a sudden it was like chill and calm except for for Lucius who's like yeah I miss the old guy yeah 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 yeah. and now with Dumbledore I can't get any of my secret agenda pushed through (laughs) you know this is really long. I don't know how much of it we want to share. Um, this talks about how he was not above severely punishing anyone who might pre- pose a potential breach in the security of the castle, um, be it student or staff. It says, Professor Horace Slughorn once commented, perhaps in jest, that Dippet would not hesitate to put him in detention if he found out he'd been encouraging students to be up and about past curfew. It also talks about how he put Professor Kettleburn into 62 periods of probation. I'm so curious. (laughs) Which is hilarious. About the other 61 that we want to know about. (laughs) Why did he keep him there? He was just like, I can't find somebody else to do the drama club. So we have to keep (laughs) Kettleburn at the school. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. He was also, he showed a lot of concern for the well-being of the students during the 1942 to 1943 school year that we've talked about was when the Chamber of Secrets was open and Tom Riddle was doing all of that and he wanted he made sure to send everybody home so that they wouldn't get hurt 
anymore and that made Tom Riddle close the chamber. So that was actually something really good that he did. He also seemed to favor status. Oh, not surprised by that. He was fully prepared to believe the word of a prefect over the word of a younger student. Mm, don't like that. And when Rubius Hagrid was declared a suspect in the case of who opened the Chamber of Secrets, Dippet promptly expelled him without putting much effort into investigating the matter. However, as the school at the time was dangerously near to being closed down by the Ministry of Magic after the murder on Myrtle, he was likely to have done so on account of being under a lot of pressure from parents. <laughs> yeah. You don't say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is known that during his tenure at Hogwarts, Professor Dippet grew rather fond of Tom Riddle and was perhaps somewhat biased toward him, partly due to sympathizing with the boy who had grown up orphaned and friendless and partly due to the young man's charisma. However, this did not blind him from keeping their safety his number one priority, nor did it stop him from keeping up certain standards. And then that's shown when he told Tom he couldn't stay at school because it was too dangerous. We're moving on to magical abilities and skills. Starting with the first, uh, as he became headmaster of Hogwarts, a highly prestigious and esteemed wizarding school, Dippet was therefore a highly accomplished, powerful, and experienced wizard who would have possessed wide-reaching knowledge of and much proficiency in many different branches of magic. And his skills, while he never achieved the level of admiration and reverence of his immediate successor, Professor Dippet was nonetheless a very capable headmaster of the school and remembered as such by his tenure having been the theme of his chocolate frog card. I think that's more evidence that he was a Ravenclaw, mm -hmm. is that he was just really good at all the stuff he did. Mm -hmm. Not like um, those Gryffindors. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> all right. So here are some of the things that he possessed. Um, well, let's talk about his wand. His wand was of unknown manufacturer. Well, yeah, because he probably got it in the 1400s or something. Yeah. <laughs> when it was he born? The 1600s. 16, yeah. He like broke it off the tree in the backyard. Mm -hmm. Unknown manufacturer, length, core, and wood. <laughs> he was in possession of it during the 1940s. He left it on his desk during his meeting with Tom Riddle in 1943 concerning the summer holidays and the Chamber of Secrets openings. Um, this talks about uh, when he had the headmaster's office. When he presided in the office, there was a single bookcase, a desk, and several paintings there, including the portraits of his predecessors. His passwords are unknown, though it can be presumed that he would, he had told them to Tom Riddle. Oh, yeah, because Tom Riddle just came up there. Don't give your password to a kid. <laughs> Ew, gross. All right, here we go. This is the most exciting Strawberry and Ling Plantations. According to Albus Dumbledore, Professor Dippet planted some strawberries and Ling in the castle grounds while he was headmaster. However, it is likely that Albus was simply trying to distract Cornelius Fudge and Walden McNair. I choose to believe that he actually did plant the strawberries and Ling. Yeah, sounds fun. I don't know what Ling is. Is that that berry? The Lingonberry? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> Uh, relationships. Okay. Number one, Tom Riddle. Ew, that's, no. He was like 300 years old and Tom was like 16. Listen to this disgusting sentence. No, I'm going home. <laughs> Dippet was very fond of Tom Riddle, whom he made, quote, several special arrangements, unquote, for. Excuse me? His relationship with him was strong enough to make Dumbledore decide not to tell Dippet about why he thought Riddle should not be given a job at the school. 
I would not like to be here anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then we have just Hogwarts staff. Uh, Professor Dippet was apparently distrusting of his his employees. (laughs) Fun. Confiding in only a few professors, which included the Transfiguration teacher, Albus Dumbledore. As headmaster, Dippet placed Kettleburn on at least one, but presumably many more, of his 62 periods of probation. The one known time was after he provided an, he, the, the whole thing of the, the fountain pantomime. of fire torture spell. And he then, um, of course, there was a permanent ban on any kind of fun from there on out. No more pantomimes. <laughs> Another of Dippet's employees was Herbert Beery, who was the one who adapted the Fountain of Fair Fortune into a play. Beery, who had been teaching herbology, eventually left to become a professor of the Wizarding Academy of Dramatic Arts. What? They have a theater school? Click. Blink. <laughs> Just screamed into my hand. So excited about this. This is a tiny, tiny article. Should we do it? A Patronus <laughs> on yes, it? Yes, we should. Oh my gosh, the Wizarding Theater School. <laughs> so exciting. Really funny. Um, okay, and then um, Horace Slughorn also worked under Headmaster Dippet. One evening during one of his Slug Club's supper parties, Slughorn joked that if the student group would be found up and about after hours, Professor Dippet would put them all in detention, including himself. <laughs> Behind the scenes. This is like film information. The actor named Alfred Burke appeared as Dippet in the film adaptation of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets in the memory scene. His face can be glimpsed for only a fleeting moment before he turns around and convenes with several other wizards. Um, He's also not bald, contrary to the book's description. Boo. Oh, yeah. So we talked about his ancient age flying test during our bonus ode last week. If you'd like to hear that, it's on our Patreon Um, But this is a really interesting little thing that I'd never noticed. In the film adaptation of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, Armando Dippet is mentioned in the Daily Prophet article, Flying Ford Anglia Mystifies Muggles. It's right there. He's mentioned in it. I had never noticed that. Because he almost got put into prison for that. I now know the story, (laughs) but I didn't until last week. And now I think that's really cool that they put it in the... That is cool. They put it in the movie. That's so cool. Uh, Let's see. And it just talks about all that stuff. So that's that's for the the bonus note from last week. Oh, and this gives a little more insight. His wand may have been made out of pine wood, considering how pine wands tend to choose witches and wizards destined for long lives. Ooh, Al- Armando Dippet shares his first and last initials with Albus Dumbledore. The portrait of Armando Dippet is currently displayed among the other headmasters um, of Hogwarts in Dumbledore's office. And the Making of Harry Potter tour near London can be found on the left-hand side as you enter the office just above the Sword of Gryffindor. Cute. Very cute. Very interesting. I loved learning about him. Um, last week I was like, a little charmed and like thought it was funny that he's super old but now that I just keep thinking about it it's like when you make those kind of decisions and you put those kind of I don't want to say those kind of people but it's like somebody who's so old and who's been around for a couple hundred years has a 
completely different perspective about life and the way that children and people should be treated than people who are just a few decades old. (laughs) It is an interesting conundrum where like older people have more knowledge but younger people have the more current like social skills yeah and so it's like maybe we should start just combining teachers in every classroom where it's like (laughs) this one has the knowledge base and this one has the classroom management skills of the day Actually, and like, I've never been able to say it that way before, but I completely 100% agree with you. And I think that that's why it's really important to have like, okay, this is what I'm trying to say. When I had my kids, um, I was in my 30s. So I was a little bit older. I had a little bit more like world experience than a lot of people who have their kids in their 20s. Um, who are just like still so, you know, like just trying to figure out who they are. And, but it's so interesting because even though I was older and I knew I was pretty sure about who I was and what my belief systems were at that time, I still leaned a lot on older people than me for like advice. But then I would also like really admire people who were like 10 years younger than me for being so enthusiastic about parenting so it is important to like have in every situation where you're dealing with like children and raising children and rearing children it's important to get aspects and ideas from every generation not just senior citizens I (laughs) I just I I can't stress this enough both both (laughs) raising children and one may say running countries (laughs) I would agree with you. Um, you know, and it's like, oh, far be it for us to get political on here. I know we don't ever do that. Ahem. I know sometimes we do, but I just like I don't I don't like seeing a video of like the leaders of the country and it's just nothing but white people who are 65 and above Mm -hmm. I find that so disturbing it hurts my stomach it's like this is why we are in the situation we are in right now which uh, as far as I can tell it's not good I don't feel good about the state of our world and country right now and if you do I invite you to be a little bit retrospective and take a step back and see how like things are affecting everybody not just you anyway let's 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 get people mixed in together you know I agree (laughs) (laughs) the one of the options for last week's um episode title which we said during the episode was let's do away with nations and then there was the (laughs) let's do away with humans (laughs) and it's starting to feel like that you know a lot Mm -hmm. lately so but at least it's March and at least it's almost spring it is getting beautiful it stays light outside Mm -hmm. until past 6 30 it really is turning lovely outside right now I mean it did snow the other night but it's like just gorgeous outside I think that like people are starting to see and agree a lot more that like what's working isn't working. And Mm -hmm. so hopefully we can just, just look at it, look at things like this is an interesting conundrum because I'm like the person who originally wrote these books before Emily took over. She is not very savvy about how to be a good human as far as like equity. 
Um, but she wrote some beautiful things about this. Like this is like a perfect example of like, please don't let this old, mean, disciplinarian, secret keeper, distrustful, you know, like ancient human be in charge of a whole school. It's not okay. Mm -hmm. And it leads to a lot of problems because then the next person who gets in, everybody's like, well, this is way better, but it's like, no, still not good. Just because it was better, still not good, period. Period. Amen. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I better stop talking now while I'm ahead. (laughs) I'm going to get myself in big trouble. (laughs) They're going to cancel Remember Harry Potter. Nah. All 257 listeners will leave. Uh, Hi, everyone. (laughs) Hi, guys. (laughs) And since I said that, thanks for listening. Yeah. And we're going to go record our bonus-ode, our Patronus-ode, as it is. So if you want to watch that, it's a video, and it's on our Patreon. And if you ever thought to yourself, Hogwarts is great, but I really wish there was more singing, (laughs) do we have the school for you? (laughs) I cannot wait (laughs) until I see you again. Let's create something magical together. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs> You've been remembering Harry Potter with Marin and Emily. You can stay in touch on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Remember Harry Potter Podcast. Please consider joining us on Patreon for a weekly bonus video access to our notes original artwork and to connect with our awesome community you can message us at remember harry potter podcast at gmail.com send us a voice message on anchor or leave a review on itunes yes please leave a review on itunes check out the show notes for all this information and more 